Welcome to Conversations. And now, from Los Angeles, here's your host, Mike Dowler. Thank you, Sean, from Los Angeles. It's Mike Dowler, and this is Conversations. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. On Twitter, it's really very, very simple. It's Converse Radio. On Facebook, it's Conversations, the podcast. And we're also on Instagram at Conversations Radio. Like what you hear or don't like what you hear, well, drop me a line. Let me know. That's conversationspod at gmail.com. We are also on Apple Podcasts. All our podcasts are there, so you can subscribe to those as well. Go to the website. There's an icon top of the page. Click that on your phone, and if you've got iTunes on your phone, it opens automatically. It's really kind of cool. So there you go. Lots of shows. This is episode number 44. I want to thank our guest from episode 43. She was amazing. Gracie Whittem, that podcast is up. She is known for her role in Scary Movie 5. Kind of a uh, a horror spoof parody. Very talented, so check those out, as well as all our podcasts on the website. Great show tonight. We've got returning guest co-host. Gabe Eggerling is an actor. He's also a voice actor, well-known for his role on Amazon. Of course, on The Kicks. And as well as uh, his voiceover resume, which is phenomenal. He's um, voiced everything but the phone book. Gabe Eggerling. Gabe, how are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Welcome back. How you been? I've been all right. I've been a little busy. I've been lots of studying for AP tests. But uh, yeah. Now you are homeschooled, right? Yes, I am. So how do you decide, okay, now I need to sit down and and do this. Like when is recess? When is lunch? How does it all work out for you? (laughs) It's it's definitely a good amount of time management on my part and kind of turning my phone off and putting it away because, you know, it's it's a little difficult trying to manage yourself. But for the most part, I I have a pretty good schedule of just waking up and starting school around eight at nine o'clock in the morning and then finishing whenever I get all my work done. And I understand you're still playing tennis. Yep, I am. Just got back from tennis uh, earlier today. Did you win? Uh. No, I didn't win any any of the games that I played, but it's all right. I, I haven't played in a couple of days, so I, I'm a little off. My serve was a little off, but it's all right. It's always good to practice. So, well, awesome. You get, you get better with practice, right? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Awesome. So you're all ready for summer, obviously, just around the corner. Yep, I've uh, I think a month and a half of school left. I think I get out June twentieth, so I'm okay. getting pretty close. Proverbial, yeah, you know, the end of the day. Yeah. And there's no yeah. su- there's no summer school. Nope. <laughs> well, I hope not. I mean, I don't know. I, I might fail all my classes. <laughs> enjoy that. Any projects coming up you're working on? Uh, I actually have been writing a lot of sketch comedy, and I, I'm doing a show with my uh, sketch comedy group uh, at Upright Citizens Brigade. So that's oh, something cool. I think we have a show on May eighteenth. Now is that improv? Yeah, it's improv, and what we're doing specifically is partially improv and partially sketch. So the first half of the show is sketch, and then we do improvs based off of the sketches that we do for the first part of the show. So is this the group with actress Mila Brenner? Yes, it is. Awesome. Very cool. I want to see that. Let me know when the show is. I'll come. 
some stuff. All right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's at Upright Systems Gate, Upright Citizens Brigade. I believe you can still get tickets, okay. uh, and it's on May the 18th. So, if you're around like that Sunset area, I think we're on the Sunset Theater. If you want to stop by, are they online? Uh, I'm not sure if they're online, but I believe there'll be tickets at the door. Okay. So. Awesome. Yeah. Let me know about that, and we'll uh, we'll plug that for you. Yeah. For sure. Hey, I want to go ahead and dive right in. we got a great show tonight. A, a, a brand new guest, really a stellar actor and musician, singer, songwriter, and he has a very unique hobby that he and I both share. We'll, uh, we'll talk about that, and his dad is also involved in the hobby, as well as many folks that work on the show he works on. Our guest tonight is Jet Jurgensmeyer. Jet plays uh, Boyd Baxter on Last Man Standing, and as you know, uh, Gabe, that show has a huge following. Yep. Um, originally on ABC, and then uh, ABC let it go. People went crazy. They wrote in and you know, it said, this will not stand. Uh, Last Man Standing will stand, and, and Fox picked it up. And season eight's about to start this fall. Phenomenal, phenomenal show. Jet is a Nashville kid who spends time in Missouri and also here in Los Angeles, very close to me, as a matter of fact. His um, resume reads like just... It's amazing. He's worked consistently for the last, God, I want to say the last 10 years. He's been, you know, really, really busy guy. Country through and through. He has uh, a thriving musical career in the works. He's done a lot of music, written songs. Many songs are available online. You can check those out as well. And he's got a website, which is jetjurgensmeyer.com. That's J-U-R-G-E-N-S-M-E-Y-E-R.com. And you can check all that out as well. Want to bring him in here, Gabe. You know him as well. You guys have done voiceover stuff together. Yep. And I want to say hi to Jet Jurgensmeyer. Jet, how are you? I'm doing pretty good, Mike. How about you? Doing well. Welcome to Conversations. Thank you for having me. And um, as we talked before we went on the air, remember, it's just a conversation. There is no list of questions. Gabe, mm -hmm. no list of questions on your side, right? Nope. I got okay. nothing. Good. Okay, good. Imagine it, that I'm ripping paper right now. I, would, I did list. We did Maybe that on nothing. the side too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, it really is all about the guest, and we're just glad to have you on. And you're back in California. Welcome back. Thank you very much. I've had a busy few months now between Tennessee, Missouri. Just got back from Texas for a wedding, so it was. It's been pretty hectic, but I'm I'm glad I could come on here tonight. Now that's funny because I was in Texas for a wedding. No way. I was Did in. We, uh, how we miss each other? I don't know. I was outside Houston. Okay, I was outside of Dallas. Dallas, the other side. Okay. Yes. And um, hopefully you had some nice weather. It, the weather was all right. It was my allergies were killing oh. me there. Yeah, mine too. I hear you. It gets kind of uh, humid there as well. Yes, sir. But for some reason, my parents and everybody thinks I'm crazy because I don't mind humidity. And I don't know if it's because I'm from Tennessee and Missouri, where the capitals of humidity, or what, <laughs> but I, I just don't mind it. I can take it in moderation, I think. I definitely can't. <laughs> really? And you're and you're by the beach, Gabe, so I don't understand why you're, what the problem is. I I don't know. I just, I really, I'm not a huge fan of the humidity. humidity. I really like, I guess I should say I'm not a huge fan of humidity when it's hot. Because it, when it's hot, then you can, like, really feel the heat. That's well, true. Yeah. But if it came down, like, if it was a life or death situation and somebody asked me, 
Would you rather it be like 10 degrees outside and you have to be all bundled up or 85 to 90 degrees? I would much rather pick the heat than the cold. I don't know why. Okay. It sounds reasonable. It's true. Make, it, I guess it kind of, but still, some people are like, no, I would rather be cold. I just, <laughs> I like the heat. I don't mind it. And of course, I grew up in San Francisco, so it's just fog, basically. Yeah. And if it's you more can't than, even see the weather. Can't even, exactly. Thank you, Gabe. You framed it perfectly. You can't see the weather, and when it's over seventy, it's like a heat wave there, and people are like sweating. And a lot of the yeah. houses, especially older homes in San Francisco, there's no AC. There's no need for AC. Up exactly. There, up there. So yeah, we went up there a couple years ago, I think, maybe a few. I don't know, for some family, see some family. And I, it was when it was really hot. It was like 115, I think, down here in Santa Clarita. Okay. And all yeah. the way up, my dad was like, "Oh, it's it's gonna get it's gonna get cooler up there. It never gets hot up there." And I think when we got up there, it stayed at 102 the entire time. Wow. And it like broke a record from the past like 15 years. I was like, "Oh, that's that's great. That's that's nice." It's a cool town, <laughs> and I'm glad you're in Santa Clarita, by the way. Welcome to Santa Clarita. And Thank you. For those listening, Santa Clarita is in North Los Angeles County. It's a, a suburb of, of LA, well, it's LA County, but it's not it's not part of Los Angeles. It's very non-LA, almost any town USA. Is that fair to say? Yes, sir. Yeah. Because that's that's one thing when we started coming out here, we stayed in a hotel around here. So we knew after we stayed here for a few months, we were like, we know this is where we want to ultimately stay when we're out here because it kind of reminds us of home in a way even though you still get the cali vibe right but it's not yeah. it's not downtown hollywood la I'm, I'm not a huge downtown person i hear you yeah, yeah. and it, it's kind of an escape as well um yes sir because it's, it it's, 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 it's non-la and you're kind of out of the out of the the grind and we have six flags that's right like, come on yeah. Which I will never go to hardly because I don't go on those rides, but that's fine. <laughs> I haven't been in since I was probably nine or ten because I'm small for my age, and I used to be so small I could only go in the little kid section, and a ten-year-old doesn't want to go in that section. So you mean like? So the, I the, haven't been in a few years, so I have to go. So the, the mean the, like the measuring stick? You gotta stand by the measuring stick and see if you're. Yes, sir. Yeah. I don't think I have to do that anymore. I don't think so. I, I think you're tall enough now, uh, Jet. I think once sure. you pass five foot. <laughs> You've officially You're made it. You're in. Yeah. <laughs> right. Gabe, you passed five foot a long time ago, didn't you? Yeah. That 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 was a pretty good time. I could finally start going on roller coasters. And it was perfect timing because I used to be really scared of roller coasters. Well, so then there you go. I never really had to worry about that. But I did finally get down to Six Flags. We're like two hours away, so we don't usually make that drive. Yeah, you're oh, a ways wow. away. Yeah, we're like the opposite way of Los Angeles. We're down. We're running to beach. Okay. We moved into our house here uh, in 2015. Mm -hmm. And before that, we were probably, I think, five minutes from our house in an apartment. Mm -hmm. And it was five minutes from Six Flags. We could lit We were on Magic Mountain Parkway. Like, wow. that's how close we were. You can almost yeah. see it from where you're at. Yes, yeah, sir. Just about, yeah. Well, very good. I'm glad you again. Glad you're here. You're gonna enjoy it up here, and uh, and you're getting ready to start taping pretty soon. We'll talk about that in a second. But I really want to go back here because you've been entertaining folks for a long time, whether it's film, 
stage, music, singing, joking, what have you. Um, <laughs> it all started, I guess your mom and dad had a dinner theater in Nashville. Is that right? Yes, sir. They had a, a restaurant called the Nashville Palace. And in the back, we had a ginormous back room that could seat a whole bunch of people. And I can't remember what days because I was really little. But every now and then we'd have a dinner show and people would perform. And I was that's where I got my start when I was three. I started off getting up on stage and I would sing. And I'd tell a couple jokes for people. And that's that's when it all started. I just I knew that I loved doing that because I got to make people laugh just like I'm doing on Last Man Standing. Like that that's that's great. <laughs> you you strike me as a storyteller. Yes, sir. I do. I, I love to read. I love to read to little kids. I like, like I said, I love telling jokes. My thing is I want to make people smile. Oh, and love it. I, I hope that I can always do that. So I actually, I think last year I got to go to a school and read for first and second graders. And that was a lot of fun. You and Gabe need to get hook up, hook up more because Gabe, you're involved in a charity that, that um, provides books for people. Yep. And uh, I, I've done my fair share of reading to schools, and I, I definitely know what you mean by that feeling of enjoying making people laugh. It's really cool because I, it, it wasn't it wasn't even as much as the reading part as just getting to talk to the kids prior yeah. to books or in between the books and making new friends and I'm gonna say this so many times making them smile. Yeah, it's just a lot of fun, and I actually I work with the Ryan Seacrest Foundation. And they put basically radio stations inside hospitals around the country and hopefully so cool. worldwide eventually. And kids can tune in for those of those for those of the kids who can't come down to the radio station. They can tune in on their TVs for those that can. They can come down and meet the special guests. And I performed for them, answered questions. And I just I, I take pictures, sign autographs. It's just it's great because I I get to see so many kids smile whenever I go there. That's yeah. really cool. Yes, sir, it is. Awesome. Very cool. And I actually, I did a fundraiser a couple of years ago, and we raised over $15,000. Wow. That's amazing. That's really cool. Yes, sir. It's really neat. It's great when you can use your celebrity to, to help others. I, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of that, um, that you're able to take time out. And Gabe, you know as well as I do, and well, you're, in, you're in the thick of it as well. There isn't a lot of spare time. So no. To take that time, your own time, and, and give back, that's beautiful. That's a wonderful thing. Yeah. So uh, my hat's off to you, Jet, for sure. Oh, thank you. But again, starting off singing and performing, and then the acting bug at some point kind of kicked in. So how did that all start? Well, I, I started acting when I was four. And prior to that, like I said, I, I started on stage when I was three. And we had... A friend, the Mandrell family, like Erlene, Louise, and Barbara, sure. I call them my aunts. Oh. They're very close with our family. And it was their mother, Mary Mandrell, who said to my parents, you know, you should try acting with him. And they were like, all right, sure. So I got my agent in Nashville, Mark Block, at the Block Agency. And ever since my first audition, I fell in love with it because I got to go in there and I was able to talk to people. And if you know me, I tend to talk quite a bit. So that was pretty fun. <laughs> it, well, yeah, nothing wrong with talking. And, exactly, um, right? We'll talk about the hobby as well you're involved in because that's uh, <laughs> yes, definitely sir. a lot of talking in that. But we'll save that for a second. So you got an agent. 
What was the first role that you booked? That is a very good question because it was nothing really big. It was a commercial for Christmas seals, like the seals that you put on a letter or something. Yeah. That's what it was. And it, it was is what started it all. And I'm pretty sure I remember it. I think I remember like where we filmed and where we ate lunch. I was only four when we did that. Wow. And I can't remember many things, but I can remember part of that day. Talk about total recall. Jeez. Gabe, what, what was your first role, Gabe? Uh, I, I don't remember. I think it was a short film that I did with someone who's one of my really close friends now. His name was Jose. Uh, he moved to Mexico a while ago, but um, we, we still keep in touch. But I remember I did a short film uh, called My Superhero about a dad and his son. And uh, the son just trying to get attention from his dad by doing all these things. Um, I think that that was my first thing. But I do remember <laughs> shortly after that, I also did a Christmas commercial. I think it was for Target. Okay. Um and uh, I remember something funny that happened on there was they I was a reindeer and they put like this black makeup on my my nose to make me look you like you lucky goose I want to be a reindeer. Well, I I kept try- it was really itchy and it was like kind of hot where we were shooting, so I kept itching it off and like trying to scratch it off. And um, they eventually they had to keep coming and fixing it, and they eventually had to bribe me with these mini M and M's. Oh my. And they said- <laughs> That if I, I if I stop scratching it, I, I get a mini M M&M. and M. So I think that That's, was the only time they ever got that filmed. It's funny that you say that because when I was seven, I did Little Rascals, Save the mm-hmm. Day. Yes. And I I was spanky, and I had to wear a fat suit for that. So first of all, I was seven and had to wear a fat suit in L.A. in like ninety degrees. Oh, that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, there were a couple scenes in the movie. Where, like, we try to bake a cake and it explodes and gets batter all over us. Mm-hmm. Well, they put pancake batter on our face. Oh, my. And that stuff hurt so much to get off. It oh. stuck to our face. It felt like it was in every pore. It hurt. And the next day, we fi- I think we had to do it for two days with stuff mm-hmm. on our body. Jeez. And the second day, they were like, oh, hey, we put this stuff in it, which means it'll stick, but it won't hurt when we pull it off. I'm pretty sure it hurt worse pulling it off. <laughs> Certainly, like, what yeah. What are you guys talking about? You did nothing to this. Yeah. <laughs> Little Rascals saved the day. Now, you did that. Had you watched Little Rascals, the old ones, just for context? It's to funny kind of... to say that. I, I watched the 1994 movie, I think, when I found out I got the role. And then during pre-production, I think we had a week or two of pre-production. For lunch, us kids, we would get salad and pizza and they would have us watch the original black and white yeah. Little Rascals to kind of kind of help us figure out what our characters were like. And it was really fun. We would laugh. I mean, we were seven. We laughed at everything. But still, it was still funny. Well, it was good to watch. And the way they shot it back then, too, it, made, it was like it was, it was, it was kind of like, obviously black and white, but um, it just just the way the, the cutaways and, and everything, it was just funny. The way they captured yeah, everything. Sir. It was a good show. I like black and white stuff. Me too. It's neat. Three I st- used to think when I was little, I was like, so wait, were like colors out of the screen? Were they <laughs> black and white as well? <laughs> I used to ask my dad if everything used to be black and white. <laughs> well, back at, back, in, back in my day, we'd had black and white. 
But oh, man. I remember my first color set. And, and by the way, in those days, um, there were no flat screens, just so you know. And your TV <laughs> it was a big, uh, blocky TV. Your TV was a piece of furniture, basically. And there were, really, there were showrooms. Really there were TV showrooms where you go in and TVs just lined up for, for acres. You know, oh my and uh, you'd go in there and you'd, you'd, you'd pick it and they'd deliver it to your house like two days later. And uh, yeah, it was all. <laughs> we had this really big TV in Nashville in our big rec room, and that thing must have weighed 120 pounds. Yeah. Or more. Yeah. It was so heavy. It was one of the big, like, boxy looking TVs. It was so big and heavy. I remember watching my dad try and carry it downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> And now we've got flat screens. Boy, what a what an age we live in. Exactly. It's amazing. Just as long right? as right with curves, curved was, but, flat screens. And yeah, sm- and then they got like curves, and they got like these big wall mounted ones that are you know, you know a billion inches wide. What's funny is you go in like go in like Costco. I don't know why you go into Costco, and the screens look just so cool. The quality. Yeah. You know, it's, it's amazing. I don't know what they do because I can yeah. never make. I can never get on a channel that makes my TV look that good. That good. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because I know you guys have gone to Costco out here. So, you know, the one you, you walk in the door. When you walk in the door, there's the TV sets right there. And yeah. it's usually some some exotic island or, or animals or birds flying. And it's like a window, you know? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, can I get that, please? Yes. And what's weird is that, like, they're, they're so clean. Like, you'd expect in, like, a public store or something yeah. that they wouldn't be as clean as they are. But somehow my TV's dirtier than their TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're ma- they're maintaining those. I'm sure they one guy probably that just polishes the TV sets all day, I'm sure. Yeah, there's <laughs> definitely a TV polisher on hand at Costco. But again, right. this, is, this is not the TV set show. We are – this is conversation. Yeah. And we are live. Uh, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. And we're talking to uh, our guest tonight, Jet Jurgensmeyer, and our returning co-host, voiceover icon Gabe Eggerling. I know you like that, Gabe. When I say that, let's let's talk here. Uh, you, you you you've done a lot of voiceover stuff. I think that's how you, how you and Gabe know each other, right? Yes, sir. I do believe we met. I can't remember what though. I think we did meet on a. a voiceover thing i think we met at either an audition or something and i know that we really started connect when we worked together on david's david henry short film catch yes i believe that, that we we started to like really talk to each other that is, probably that's so. correct i totally forgot about that yeah and you've done a lot of voiceover stuff Jed. yes sir i actually i can now talk about this i had a show that that they announced today is going to be on Disney Junior. It's called Tots, Tiny Ones Transport Service, and it's going to come out on Disney Junior June 14th. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. And and you're voicing voicing on that? Yes, sir. I am. I played Pip the Penguin. Outstanding. Congratulations on that. Looking forward to that. And again, you've done Shimmer and Shine. Everyone's working yes, that that I show <laughs> on Nickelodeon. Yes, uh, and then uh, you, you voiced uh, Ferdinand the movie. That was great. Remember that? Yes, sir. I was young Guapo on that, which is really cool because I'm a big sports fan. And Peyton Manning, who yeah. if y'all don't know who that is, the previous quarterback for the Denver Broncos, greatest of all time, if I do say so myself, he voiced the adult Guapo. Oh, okay. Yes, sir. That's pretty cool. 
Did you guys ever get to meet? We didn't. He was yeah. the only person out of the entire movie that was not at the premiere. Oh. And I was so upset because ah. there was one car that pulled in at the end. I was like, oh, this is going to be him. Everyone else is here. This is definitely going to be him. And it was Nick Jonas. It was the only time <laughs> I was upset to see Nick Jonas. Right. <laughs> gotcha. And then you did Stinky and Dirty. Now, that, listen to these names, um, Gabe. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg, you heard of her. Yeah. Jane Lynch. Wow. Wallace Shawn. Mm-hmm. And the legendary Tom Kenny. I mean, these are, wow. yeah, these are, I mean, uh, these are huge names, especially Tom Kenny has done yeah, so I mean, much. Yeah, I mean, Tom Kenny is just the voiceover artist, just in general. He's done everything. I've, been, I've been lucky enough to, like, talk to him. And he's so funny because he'll be like, oh, yeah, I have about, I think I have four other, like, places I have to go to. After this, you know, record a couple roles here or there. It's just, it's it's crazy that he can do that. Yeah, it, it's it's like a machine. I mean, you're you're just, it's like nonstop. What is that like going in there and recording with? I mean, with these people, it's amazing. It's it's really fun. It's it's a lot of fun. I'm glad that I I think I've learned a lot because I think I think Gabe can also add something to this. But I think you I think you learn something from every role. No matter what it is, you learn something all the time. And yeah. you learn, for the voiceover side, you learn new voices, things like that. I think, it's, I think it's really cool to be able to work with such a legend like Tom. Yeah. It's not only like you learn from the characters that you're doing, but you learn from the people that you work with. Not just the actors, but just like, you know, the directors and producers that are in the room and, and giving you guidelines and, and helping you out. I mean, I feel like that's the best type of coaching you could ever get. Exactly. And I also, I want to say, I almost forgot, Luke Skywalker has a guest spot on Stinky and Dirty. Really? <laughs> wow. Yeah. So. That's crazy. That was, that, that was, that was pretty neat. That's crazy. I, I freaked out a little bit when I got to meet him. I met him twice. And that was pretty neat. That's pretty cool. Outstanding. You maybe met Robbie Wrist? I don't think so. No, Robbie, sir. Robbie Rist did voices for uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, cool. And he's nice. also on Doc McStuffins as oh, well. Cool. Yeah, I, did, uh, I forgot what voice he did, but he did voices for them. He's done, of course, he's known as uh, Cousin Oliver from the Brady Bunch back in the day. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's, uh, it, it, it is, everyone does voiceovers now. It's great it's, and lucrative. I mean, there's a lot of work. Yeah, Gabe, you know, even the- definitely, it's definitely when you go to record. You know, sometimes it's not that much, but other times when you're like recording full episodes, you're definitely in there for a couple of hours. It's, yeah. it's a lot of work, for sure. On the film front, though, um, a silly movie but funny: Adventures in Babysitting. <laughs> yes, sir. How fun was that? That was one of the best experiences I think I've ever had, never will have. We all became part of one big family, really. And it's kind of weird to say that, but it's true. We all talk to this day. Um, a cup, I haven't seen a couple of them in a little while, but for the majority, almost all of us keep in touch. We see each other quite a bit. And actually, the lot that we film Last Man Standing on, Mallory Mahoney, 
films bunked on for Disney. Oh. And Nikki Hahn also filmed America's uh, America, American Housewife. American Housewife on the lot as well. Did you all and, within three buildings of each other? Did you uh-huh. and Nikki? Did you and Nikki Hahn do a song together? We did. We did two cover songs a couple years ago together. Oh, I got to get her on here, Gabe. She's amazing. Yeah, yeah she would. She'd yeah. like that. We actually were performing at the end of this month in uh, Missouri tonight. Oh, cool. At awesome. the Lake of the Ozarks. Right yeah, you got there. you've got a lot of dates here. We'll talk about that for sure because I know you're. It's the the Jet Jurgensmeyer tour that's going on, <laughs> and you got a couple of dates in Los Angeles as well. We'll bring that up before we uh, before yes, we close sure. tonight. That's great. When on your when you when you audition, do you prefer going in in person or do you like the self tapes? I prefer going in person because yes, it is it it's a little, little bit easier I think when you do it self tape because if you mess up, you can do it again. Right. But I think I think it's nice because I think you make a better impression almost yeah. on them because you can talk to them before they start after in between and i think i think you kind of they get to know you a little bit better right. i think that kind of helps what do you think on that gabe uh i feel like although self-tapes it it's less stressful just because you know you you can have your lines and, and retry and retake i feel like self-tapes feel more like shots in the dark for me than like an actual audition just because when you're going into the room and you're you're talking to the casting directors you, you definitely feel like you have more of a connection and you can make more of an impression than just a self-tape and you get a read of the room as well yeah you know um because the waiting i mean with, with self-tapes you, you you wait for you know, a long time too. So sometimes, yeah, very true. And wonder if then you have to worry about uploading the videos and all that <laughs> nonsense. But you can be anywhere, which is good. Yeah, that, that's so, true. That's true. That's true. We have to do quite a few self tapes. My dad's right here. He's shaking his head. Yes. <laughs> that's what my mom is doing right now as well. So, yeah. <laughs> so the uh, and again, it's uh, it's 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 the kind of thing that uh, you, it's you, you do a lot of auditions. And you book a gig here and there, but it is a lot of auditions, um, which is um, which is I know a fact. A lot of folks are uh, are are auditioning for your stuff, especially this time of the year. Yes, um, sir. I don't think people that just that aren't in this industry, I don't think they realize actually how many auditions and callbacks and screen tests and producer sessions that actors go through. Yeah, they really don't. Day. They really it don't. Is- so insane because there's so many levels to getting a part. There's might be the first self tape, then you might go in for the producers, and then you might have one with the directors, and then if you make it that far, you might have one with the rest of the cast. It, it's there's so many levels to it, and I I don't think people understand actually how many actors yeah. are out there trying for the same roles that we are. Yeah, the ter- the term starving actor is a, is a real thing. It, it really is when they're not auditioning, they're waiting tables or other jobs. I work at Universal Studios. Um, I work with the uh, the costume characters and elements in the theme park. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, awesome. a lot of a lot of our characters do book a lot of commercials and uh, and gigs here and there. But when they're not doing that, they're back in costume or face makeup or what have you, uh, entertaining yeah. in the park. You know, so you, you do what you got to do to survive until you get that big role. Yeah, so I the... actually, I did a... Um show uh episode of hot in cleveland a few years ago when i was little uh-huh and the guy who played my uncle on that 
he does mostly commercials, honestly. And he is on any time you're watching TV, I guarantee you, you've seen him at least once or twice on your TV because he's in so many commercials. Yeah. My parents and I laugh every night just by seeing him, and he's really funny. So it, it's kind of neat, though. Like, he's known for – he's the guy that, like, people call up and like, hey, do this commercial, please. And <laughs> sure, <laughs> he shows up. Well, it's like um, Maddie Carter-Robel. Maddie Carter-Robel played uh, the – the gender-neutral henchman on a series of unfortunate events, and oh, cool. the, and he's also he's also in Stranger Things. He played the um, the uh, the arcade manager, but he's in tons of commercials lately. The, you get to work where you can. That's uh, that's yeah. how it works in the business, especially in like something like commercials where you can find that niche, and then people just want to hire you for commercials just because you've been in other commercials. Yeah, I, I mean that's that's great. Look at uh, George Clooney. <laughs> Even he's doing commercials. Yeah, right. For the Nes the one for Nescafe with the where he jumps out of the screen for a cup of coffee. So yeah. Oh a, yes, sir. And that's in heavy rotation right now. I see it. It's on I all the time. I love um, his this Nespresso ones. Yeah. yeah. Or something like that. That's the funny. one. I think those are so funny. That's the one. Let's talk Last Man Standing. Yes, sir. Let's. You, knew, you knew I was. You knew I was going to go there. This show. Oh, yeah. Um, this is it's going to be in its eighth season, of course. Tim Allen, the star, a great cast, and uh, you joined not too long ago. You play Boyd Baxter, so tell me how you got this role. Well, I I went in for the audition, and I, I we were actually I think watching Last Man Standing this night. We were watching. We had just eaten dinner, and we were turning on the TV, flipping through channels, watched a little bit of Last Man Standing, and my mom got an email that said. Oh, Jet, you got an audition for this day, this time, uh, and it's for Void on Last Man Standing. And it took me a second to realize what show she just said. I was just sitting there, I was like, oh, cool. And then I, wait, did you just say Last Man Standing? <laughs> yeah, I did. So we went to the, the audition, and I guess I did all right. And again, <laughs> it was one of those things we went in for the audition, and I felt like that was great. And I knew the casting director, which was great as well. Mm -hmm. And there were so many times this, this went over for the course of probably two or three months, me getting this role. Right. There were so many times I went in for producers. I think I went in for producers two or three times. Then I went in for network once until we finally got the, okay, you got the role. And it was, it was exciting and scary all at the same time. And it, it it's one of those things like Gabe, I'm sure you've had this. You'll mm -hmm. get, an audition and it'll be for something that you really want. And some of the times it'll end up working out because you put a lot of work into it. Some of the times it doesn't, but yeah. I feel like I put 110% into this and I guess it worked out all right. Yeah. That, you know, it's always a little extra nerve wracking when it's something that you, you watch yourself or something that you enjoy or a character that you really relate to. Just because you know, and when it's like that, it, it's like you want it even more just because, uh, just because of that. So I, I totally understand what you mean. Exactly, it's and it's funny because uh, Adventures in Babysitting mm -hmm. that was a movie that I really, really wanted. I mean, I was ten. I watched Disney Channel every single day. Yeah. So that was a movie that I really, really wanted, and I ended up getting it, and I was very happy because I put a lot of work into it. Yeah. It's 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 an amazing show. It really, it's, Thank you. it's I, actually we watched last Friday. It was, this, it was the episode with uh, 
Baxter and the uh, pinball machine. And it was just oh nice. It and was hilarious. Don't thank you. Don't forget to watch this Friday on Fox. It's the season finale, season seven finale. And let's talk about that. You are going to be doing season eight. Yes, sir. We start up in August filming again. Taping is uh, uh, is coming up quickly. That is done at uh, CBS Radford uh, yes, Studios sir. in Studio City. I drive by it all the time. Big <laughs> complex. And literally, the, the, the show is a success story. Folks, you as fans, all of us, you can make a difference. And that's what happened with LMS. Um, originally on ABC, ABC canceled it. And folks wrote in and wrote in and wrote in, and it ended up Fox picked it up, and here we are going to season eight. Amazing! Yes, yeah, so, and I'm I'm very happy and blessed to have those people because I was I've been able to kind of make friends with some of those people that are in the LA area, and it's just amazing uh, how Chad Miller he might listen to this. So hi, Chad. He basically choreographed the whole thing, and they just bombarded ABC and bombarded Fox, and were like, "Come on, bring it back! Come on, you you know you know what to do! Come on!" And what do you know? We're back, and it's I just I don't even honestly know what to say. <laughs> just thank you. I guess I could say thank you. Do you remember your first day on set over there? I I do. Uh, I went and it was just a day like for fittings and to get to kind of know the set and meet some of the crew. And I went in there. They showed us the room. They showed us the school room. I did not get to meet my teacher. I don't think my teacher was there that day. Uh, but I, I it was funny because I had worked with my teacher Jeff Rains before, and it was it was really cool because they showed us around the whole studio. And I was like, oh, that's that's where Mike does the vlog. That's their kitchen where you always see them. It, it was really neat to see the show come to life because my parents and I had been watching the show for probably six months prior to me getting the role. Okay. So it was really neat because I became one of the last man standing fans. And and now part of the cast. Yes, which sir. Is, which is pretty surreal. Wouldn't you it's, say, Gabe? Crazy. Yeah. I mean, it, especially it's a, for a show as big as Last Man Standing. I mean, yeah. And we're we're very blessed, like we, we've been talking about the people who have brought the show back. We're blessed to have them because our ratings have been up every single week. We've yes. beaten other shows. Our views are just insane. And thank you if anybody who watches the show is listening to this. Thank you all so, so much. It's it's a great show. Again, it's on 8 p.m. Friday. Um, and uh, the time slot's perfect. Uh, Season 7 finale. Yes. I will be watching. And oh, yeah. uh, what's Me really too. cool is I've got Spectrum, so obviously I can go back and watch them in demand, which is cool too. So I can catch I up. Know, on... I know I got to be watching it because I want to know what happens. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and and you're part of the whole, the show, and that's great. You play Boyd Baxter. You're working with, of course, the iconic Tim Allen. Oh um, goodness! And before there was Last Man Standing, there was of course Galaxy Quest. And every time <laughs> I watch that, I swear, Gabe. It's one of those shows when it's on, it's like, hey, don't change that. I want to watch that. You know? <laughs> this is another crazy thing. Not only did my parents and I start watching Last Man Standing six months prior to me getting the role, I also watched Galaxy Quest like 
probably eight to nine months ago, yeah. a friend of ours said, oh my gosh, have you ever seen the movie Galaxy Quest? It has Tim Allen, all these people. I was like, no, I haven't. I got to watch it. And I watched it. and I loved it. I laughed. My dad and I, I think, watched it together. Yeah. And it was really funny. And it was one of those things when I got on set with Tim, I remembered that he was in Galaxy Quest. But me, being the silly person I am, could not remember that he was Buzz Lightyear yes. until he did until he did the Buzz Lightyear voice <laughs> on set. I literally ran off set to my parents. Did and he really? Freaked out. <laughs> I went, "Oh my gosh! I just remembered he's Buzz Lightyear." Yeah. <sighs> it, it's, he's uh, of course the Santa Claus, and uh, you you got a phenomenal cast there uh, with uh, Tim and Hector and and all of them. I mean, it's it's an amazing amazing show. And season eight again, folks, going to be starting. Very, very soon, and you'll be seeing more of uh, Jet on there as Boyd Baxter. And part of that set, Gabe, this is the ham radio section of the, yep. uh, of the show. <laughs> There's a, a ham radio station, uh, amateur radio station. I guess, I guess that's in his office in the store. Yes, sir. And, folks, what you don't know is that's an actual ham radio station. It actually works. No and, way, really? Yes. <laughs> and and um, our, our friend uh, Tim Allen is a licensed ham radio operator in real, real life, as is yes, a lot of that crew. And our friend Jed here just got his ham radio license. Yes, and, sir. Uh, My dad and I both did. And it, it's, it's really cool. We've joined a whole new family. And, of course, folks, for those of you who don't know what ham radio is, Ham radio is amateur radio. It's a uh, service uh, licensed by the FCC, which started years and years ago with the premise of, hey, if there's a national emergency, we need trained radio operators. And <laughs> what they basically did is they said, hey, I'm going to give you the abbreviated version here. The abbreviated version is, um, here's all these frequencies. Go ahead and develop it. And, um, and over the years, ham radio has been amazing and has definitely um, helped out on Many, many uh, tragedies as well as, you know, natural disasters, tornadoes, fires, uh, helping to provide communications and pass messages to and for uh, for folks. Um, that was literally the best way anybody could have put it. Yeah. I mean, People ask me what it is, and I have such a hard time describing it because there's so many things to it. And you just said it in like 30 seconds. Like, what? It, it, and it, it's evolved over the years. Um, it's It's become a lot easier to get your license now of course back in my days you had to know morse code so that was uh that was uh yeah and now it's a lot easier ham radio definitely some folks say it's like cb but not really it really isn't and a lot of fun and all walks of life even actors are uh are ham operators too which is first time i'll give you names of ones i knew that were ham radio operators um gary shanley was a ham operator um uh, Chet Atkins was a ham radio operator. King Hussein of Jordan, before he passed away, was a ham radio operator. Many, many, many folks uh, from all walks of life, doctors, lawyers, working folks, retired retired people, kids, adults. Um, I talked to a gentleman on ham radio who was 98 years old. Wow. Yeah, wow. and as sharp as a tack. And a lot of folks build their own radios, build their own antennas. But a lot easier to go down to the local store and buy your one already put together for you. And um, it, it's really cool because you can talk to people anywhere in the world, really. 
I, I was telling, I've told Mike this before. I was able, it can't really, I can't call it a transmission, but I was able to, I was able to kind of get a couple letters across to a guy in the UK. That's the farthest transmission I've made so far. That's far. And it's, it, it was really neat because I heard him. I was on D star. For those of you that don't know, that's the digital part of it. And I was talking to him a little bit and he, if you're, the thing with D-Star, you're either in and it's clear as a bell or you're completely out of it. Right. It's not cracky or anything like on analog. So I I wish I could try to go back and talk to him yeah. again because well, I want to be able to say that I had a transmission with a guy in the U.K. And you will. But you was, will. Yes, you, sir. You definitely I hope will. So. I hope yeah. so. And again, these are little walkie-talkies, guys. It's, it's really, really amazing how the hobby has evolved over the years. Used to be you had to have a, you know, a 40-foot tower in your backyard talk to folks and now it's uh, a lot different but uh, you can go to the, you can go to uh, arrl.org that's arrl.org and read all about ham radio and what's funny is how many licensed operators are are on the set there now you've got a lot of people that have their licenses there right that is a good question i don't know the exact number i think it might be around 13 Jeez. something like that there was at <laughs> one point where almost everybody on the show had it but I think a couple people have either moved on from the show or just haven't renewed their license. But it, it, there's there's quite a few. There's enough to when you say something about D Star or analog, it people turn their heads and they know what you're talking about. Yeah. It was really neat though because my dad was one of two people on the entire show to ever get a perfect score. Look at look at that! Wow. Wow. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's. It, I was it, it, I was a little bit upset. I was like, well, <laughs> you know what? Wait, 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 you know, wait, wait. Right. Upset or jealous? Both. <laughs> <laughs> because he's the smart one of the family, and I get that. But I'm like, surely I can do as good as my. No, no, I can't do as good as my dad. He's faster <laughs> than me. He's better at basketball than me. I don't know. You're pretty sharp, Jeff. You're a sharp kid. <laughs> Well, thank you. You're a sharp kid. But uh, it was really nice because we could do it together. We studied together. Uh, he helped me. He helped calm me down prior to the test. Sure. And we stressed my mom out a lot because all we talked about was ham radio <laughs> for a long time. I've been there. And been there. I'm sure any ham radio operators, as well as Mike listening to this, if you have a wife or somebody, I'm sure they eventually get annoyed of you talking about Oh, I talked to somebody on Papa One, and yeah. they were in <laughs> this state at this time, and they were on this frequency, and my mom's head was about to explode. And we've never we've never talked ham radio on about ham radio on the podcast, which is kind of cool. So this is new for a lot of listeners. No way. Again, no. Ch check out talk about ham radio. Yeah. Come on, yeah. Mike. Usually we're talking about you know Gabe's hair or how his voice dropped or or what have you. <laughs> never, never Your any. Voice uh... has dropped, Gabe. You joined. You... <laughs> Joined the call earlier, and I was I was thinking, whoa, that's Gabe. It's been a while since I've talked to him. Yeah, <laughs> it's a touchy I, subject uh, for him. My voice dropped, and I got taller. <laughs> yeah, there you go. See, now you can um, go on rides. My voice hasn't dropped yet, and I haven't gotten any taller. Yeah, <laughs> but again, uh, I'm glad you guys are involved in the in the hobby, and that's fantastic. And it's good to have interests like that. And uh, ham radio again. Uh, you will talk to folks all over the world, and uh, anybody can do it. Just uh, pass the test, and it's uh, yes, not right. hard. And again, it's, you know, it's, that. it's a lot of it's a lot of fun. My wife's got her license as well. And, no uh, way, really? Yes, it's, it's a blast. 
she's not on as much as I am, but uh, we'll work on your we'll work on your mom and have her get her ticket as well, so she can. Oh yeah, you can she all said talk she together. won't, but yeah. I I think I can wear her down. We'll, we'll, I've we'll, worn her down after fourteen years. We'll sure see. Remember, we're all neighbors now, so watch out. Anyway, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? We're gonna be out of time here, and I'm glad we got all this covered because the hand video thing is important because again, it's something you and your dad did together. We talked about, you know, in this business, you don't have a lot of free time. So it's good when you can, when you can, you can have jet time where you can do stuff with your dad, your family, and just kind of unwind and step away from everything. Um, obviously your charity work as well. Um, tell us about your charities you're involved with again. Um, I'm currently involved with the Ryan Seacrest foundation. You can look them up online. They're an amazing foundation that puts smiles on kids' faces every single day. Uh, Tots Tiny Ones Transportation Service is going to be airing on June 14th on Disney Junior. Last Man Standing Season 8. My music date, you can go to jetjurgensmeyer.com. Yeah, your music. We totally missed out on your music. You've got stuff coming out. Um, Some great music coming up as well. And you're also performing uh, a few venues here in uh, Los Angeles. And then back to um, Nashville and Missouri. Yes, so sir. I, have quite, well. I think I have quite a few dates booked. You can see those on jetjurgensmeyer.com. I have a tour drop down you can look at. My music video for my newest song, This Is Your Moment, will be out this Friday on my YouTube channel. So also subscribe to Jet Jurgensmeyer on YouTube. And by the way, that's Jet with one T, Jet Like a Plane. And I have an album coming out in a few weeks, so be tuned for that. Nice. Now, can you can you play bass, Jet? No, sir. Because I do I not, but I, I can play the guitar and the ukulele. I know Gabe's looking for a bass player. Yep, we're still looking. <laughs> so, so, but we really uh, just started to learn bass ourselves, so we don't have to find one. We can all just play just just play spare instruments and switch around. But okay, and that works. Yeah, sure, it yeah. works. And again, jetjurgensmeyer.com. J-U-R-G-E-N-S-M-E-Y-E-R.com. Um, Jet, your music's amazing. You've got a phenomenal country voice. Man, it is really, really good. And, Thank um, you very much. Thank I can't you for wait to hear more from you. Hey, anytime. Will you come back on again soon? Oh, of course. Absolutely. we got to talk more about ham radio, though. Well, for sure, we will. And we'll get oh. uh, we'll get breakfast get pizza. And over. I don't know I'm I don't know if you are I don't know if you are but I'm going going to Hamvention in Dayton Ohio. That's this right. Year. So if anybody listening to this is going to be there, DM me on social media. Maybe we can see each other. Outstanding. Jet Jurgensmeyer, actor, singer, songwriter, voiceover artist, and ham radio operator. I thank you. Thank you, Gabe. Thank you, Mike. Gabe, another show in the can. And where can folks yep. where can folks find you online? All of my social media handles are just Gabe Eggerling, and my website is gabeeggerling.com. Well, you planned that out well, didn't you? Yep. <laughs> Very good. Hey, guys, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and follow us on Instagram at Conversations Radio. This is Conversations Radio. So long. <laughs> <laughs>